Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. So this is your guy, Jersey Joe, once again. And we are getting closer to the NHL trade deadline. And what does this have to do with today's episode? Let's look at what these players can possibly be. And if the Devils can pull off a few trades, whether it's adding a guy like a big boy like Pavel Bushnevich or Frank Petrano or even an Ivan Barbashev, they can help out big guys like Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes to roll forward with that forward core. And maybe can they add someone on the defense? Uh, who knows? But the Devils could be onto something. And I do want to go over a bit about Jack Hughes and a couple other guys. Um, just doing a little player comparison. Now, I talk a lot about Jack Hughes before. And usually I don't compare players to other great players, but I've done this before and I'll do it again for the fun of it. And if you want to hear some context, I mean, by all means, you can say what you like. However, you can start hearing what details I put out in this episode. And so my source that I use is because I use elite prospects and they do a really good job doing the age by age. And I'm going to put this out there. If you look at Jack Hughes right now at age 21, who's on pace for 53 goals and 51 assists, that's 104 points. That would mean Jack Hughes would eclipse Sidney Crosby at 103 points in over 77 games. Now, if Jack can keep doing what he's doing, it's not too far off from him being close to Sidney Crosby. And I don't mean to sound like a homer, but the, the numbers don't lie. When Jack was, what, 18 years old? He didn't have the season that Crosby did, nor did he have at, nine, tw at 19 years old. But once he turned 20, started scoring 56 versus Crosby's 72 in a minimal of 49 games. If there was a full season that year, you know what happened. Maybe Jack and Crosby put up very similar numbers that year. Like, I'm just saying Crosby, you know, that was the 2007-2008 season. For the 21-22 season, Jack would have eclipsed that easily at that rate. So I tend to find that Jack is just heating up. He's heating up at this point. And if Jack can get 104 points – that would make him the first ever New Jersey Devil to, to hit that mark in franchise history. Not even Taylor Hall could do that. 
And that's insane. Not even Patrick Eliash could do that. Now, going forward, Nico Heischer. I'm going to do Nico Heischer just, just for the fun of it. And let me see what comes up of Heischer and Miko Rantanen. I like I like doing these little comparables because <clears throat> sometimes if you look at the age by age, you might see some comparables. Sometimes you might see some contrasts. But take a look. I mean, let's see. New Jersey and Colorado. Okay, let's see. We got some common common stuff. So when Rantanen was okay, Rantanen at age 21, he put 84 points. I mean, Nico Heischer put up 11, but at age 22, Nico Heischer put up 60 points and Miko Rantanen put up 87. So then the next time, you know, Rantanen turned 23 and Nico Heischer turned 23, give their, you know, few years off. Nico Heischer in the 22-23 season had a better season with 52 points over Rantanen's 41. That means Nico Heischer starting to blossom into something good. And right now he's on pace to hit 77 points and could he next year be better than Mika Rand in 66. However, let me put this into context. Per elite prospects, in six seasons, Nico Heischer's put up 258 points. Rantanen has blossomed a little bit earlier and gotten 474 points in eight seasons. I mean, look, for a first overall pick in a not-so-deep draft, that's still very good in, in my book. So Rantanen was in his own case, in his own season for his draft class. So I tend to take this with a grain of salt, and it means the doubles scouting and, you know, coaches over the years and development staff have made sure that these players stay focused and they train the right way, they're doing the right things, the right regiments, and – it's only going to be a matter of time when the team around these players and then when you add a Timo Meyer or even Ivan Barbashev, you're going to have those big guys play physical, you know, heavy hockey, playmaking, goal scoring, grind out physical, hitting, you know, players into the boards, uh, taking time and space away, this is going to help increase a team like the Devils' chances of getting through the first round or few and try and get to, you know, the promised land again. And if 
the devils do end up getting not just a cup, but a few cups in that window, getting a couple of great guys over the years throughout the trade deadline, it's only going to help them not only grow the team, but grow the fan base more. And I mentioned before, it's almost going to be March 3rd, the third month, the third day, and the third year in the 2020 era. So there's a lot of interesting things going on. And I wouldn't be surprised tonight if the Devils scored three-plus goals against Montembeau uh, versus the Montreal Canadiens. So it looks like Vitek Vanacek's going to be the starter thanks to a wonderful uh, person in uh, Amanda Stein of the New Jersey Devils putting that out there on Twitter. And I most certainly think if a Timo Meyer trade does go down for the New Jersey Devils, you're looking at <clears> – <throat> I'm I'm just guessing this. The first round in 2023, possibly Kevin Ball, possibly Riley Walsh, and let's see who else would they want? Shakir Muhammadun. Those are four pieces that Mike Greer has known for quite a while since he was an assistant coach with the New Jersey Devils. The Devils could get Timo Meyer's contract retained at 50%, so that's $3 million. And they could also get maybe a couple late-round picks. The Devils do excellent in the late rounds uh, as well as the early rounds. But this is a kind of trade where you get a Timo Meyer, you get a couple late picks, you know, help out uh, a team like San Jose's uh, farm system. The Devils have the second best farm system, according to uh, the athletic Minnesota has the first, uh, the first best prospect pool. And San Jose has the 17th best prospect pool. And to me, they could jump up to 12. If the Devils, um, you know, make that trade and give them those players. So with that being an idea, the Devils will still have the likes of Luke Hughes, Simon Nemech. You'll have Victor Herdick. You'll have Topias Vilen. You'll also have <clears throat> Charlie Letty, uh, Daniela. Uh, let me double check. Danila Orlov and <clears throat> Artem Barbosha from uh, the past couple of drafts. Just to throw it out there, uh, Seamus Casey might be a, of interest to San Jose in that trade, but I think the Devils will do whatever they can to keep him because they know he's going to be something special and He's also a Devils fan, so <clears throat> anytime you have um, players that are really underrated, Will Scouch approved of 
him as well. Uh, Seamus Casey can be the kind of guy that drives offense and can play very well on defense. So really, the Devils are trying to not, you know, sacrifice too much of the pipeline just for one guy. But I'm just going to use uh, the team prospect strength. Uh, this is per hockey prospecting. And it's done by Byron Bader. And it helps me do my research. So the next best um, prospects that are in San Jose's pipeline. So according to hockey prospecting, it would be William Eklund, uh, Michael Fisher, Thomas Bordalo, uh, Philip Bystet, uh, Jake Furlong, uh, Matthias uh, Havlid, Cameron Lund. I like Cameron Lund a lot. Um, Joseph Gareffa, uh, Genin Laroque, Yevgeny Kashnikov and Artemi Kanayazev. So yeah, it's the the next best two star players are Eklund and Fisher. So it just looks like they need an infusion of prospect talent that San Jose needs. And the Devils for a team that's not rebuilding anymore. They got a lot of leeway. <clears throat> and just looking at the goaltending pipeline, Mason Bo Pitt, who was an overager, his NHLer probability is of 40%. Magnus uh, Rona or Trona is 27%. Strauss Mann, uh, who played at University of Michigan. 26%, Benjamin Goudreau at 16%, Zach Sochenko would be 11%. So really, the way Mike Greer is going to try and help build that, that San Jose Sharks pipeline is going to look for more uh, forwards, wingers, those types, but this is a really good draft for that. And I think that if they end up with a top 10 pick, Mike, they might get a Leo Carlson. They might, like, they might get a Michkov. They might get Bedard, but um, the, the little board Dvorsky, uh definitely a good idea, but I think the Devils are going to be onto something for a very good time. And I think, it's going to be an interesting shift with the age of the Islanders, the Penguins, the Capitals, all getting older. You're going to see those teams be less and less potent each year because if they don't handle a cap properly, you're going to see the Metro looking completely different. And I think this is the Bruins' uh, last best year unless they make some trades and they – get some capital, and they start building up their prospect pool. Now, that being an idea, will Calgary do just fine when it comes to getting guys like Uberdo or whoever 
trying to build Calgary back to being what they were a season ago so they can get through the playoffs more and be that exciting team that Flames fans know and love. I just think it's up to Brad Trail Living to do the right thing. And can the Devils actually maybe get a couple players from there? Maybe, but I think it's unlikely at this time because – Calgary is one of those teams that just wants to compete. And the Winnipeg Jets have a really good team, and they beat the Rangers, and they almost beat our Devils. And Winnipeg is a really good team, really well coached by uh, Bonus now. Yeah, the former Dallas Stars coach doing great things there, and – I know it's going to be interesting for those in Winnipeg doing the whiteout. Um, as long as the West is the way it's going, it's going to be very interesting and intriguing for the next couple weeks to see what the trade deadline brings because it really it is an arms race to see if the Devils can get a Timo Meyer, a Pavel Buchnevich. Um, for those of you wondering, um, I'm here on Heads Up Hockey on YouTube. Don't be afraid to hit the like button. It helps YouTube know that you like my content. And also, you can find the other stuff on Anchor.fm. And I'm also on Pucks and Pitchforks. I got my link tree. Uh, I'll put in the description. So for those of you who are about to watch the game or the next many games. Stay tuned here. Also, this is a great time to build a New Jersey Devils podcast. Not just mine, but there are a bunch of new ones this year. And it is a great time to be a Devils fan and a hockey fan in general. So don't be afraid to send me your comments. And please have a wonderful time. And let's enjoy our hockey miss.